Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me and my co-host, Michael Turkey Turch. Hello there. All right, guys. This is your twofer. Part two of the Donnie Wahlberg interview. Loved that first half. So good. All right. Let's get into the second part of Donnie Wahlberg. Let's get into your acting because your your yes. acting career is just as successful as your music career. Um, when Jordan and Joe were trying the solo stuff in the 90s, you're like, no. I want to act. Did you always know that you wanted to act? And and it's it's hard when someone knows you as thing. Donnie Wahlberg yeah. from New Kids on the Block. It's hard to cross over into acting because everyone's gonna be like, "That's Donnie." Like I, I that's just that's Donnie. Um, how did you break that? Because you did such a great job. You chose really great roles, yeah. especially that Sixth Sense where no one could recognize you. Right? I mean, it was like, "Wow, this guy, this guy's gonna be an actor." Uh, so, did you purposely? know what to do or you just kind of like luckily fell into some really great roles i'd like to say i purposely chose yeah. <laughs> roles however the, the roles there wasn't a lot to choose from back yeah, then yeah, you know I can imagine like, yeah. i i remember auditioning gosh a, a hundred times and getting nothing mm -hmm. you know um I, I i just to backtrack to the beginning of your question i i went to a boston public school it was we it was a smaller Boston public high school. And so it was kind of an unusual school. We didn't have a football team. We didn't have a lot of, you know, our sports mm -hmm. teams were terrible because we didn't have enough kids. To That's really like play. his high school. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a theater class. We had a theater class. Yeah. And freshman year, I jumped into the theater class and was I loved it. I had a great time with it. I had a couple of great theater teachers, Miss Skelton and Miss Donnelly. They were great. And a, a lot of my friends were in it. And it was really for me so i always had a love of performing of acting um and of course doing music but um when new kids got successful people would often say to me oh yeah you should go into acting you should get into acting and um i always knew eventually i would do it um it's just when new kids were at their peak in the first go round, people would like literally hand me a script and i'd be like when yeah when am i know, this mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on tour for 390 days a year and you know there aren't that there aren't even that many days in a year <laughs> um so it was like i couldn't really do it and then by the time i wanted to new kids had kind of gone 
right? So yeah. there was now this perception right. that mm -hmm. I'm 23, 24, and I'm I'm washed up. Yeah, right. Because that's crazy. Yeah, then that's how it was, right? It it's a little different now. It, in the old days, if you did music, you couldn't just become an actor. No. Yeah. People like, no, no, just what you said, Lance. People would see you. You'll always be that guy with the mullet or the rat mm -hmm. tail from the kids. Like, no, nah, you're mm -hmm. never going to be in my movie, right? Yeah. Um, if you do it when you're at the peak of success and it works, great. Yeah. You know, but you could also do like Vanilla Ice did that movie and it didn't go very well for him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was kind of the end of his career. Yeah. So it just didn't work mm -hmm. a lot back then. But um, I, just decided I was going to try and and give it a go. And so I got a small agent and hired a small manager and uh, I just started auditioning and I would audition and audition and audition. And it, sometimes it seemed like a joke. Like I, I auditioned for that movie, The Thing You Do, mm -hmm. that Tom Hanks movie. And the casting director was like, I'm going to have you come back for Tom Hanks and read for him. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the shot. Yeah. And crickets never got a call back like he said i was getting a call back i never got the call back right mm -hmm. so then i wanted to audition for garbage movies and like couldn't even get those parts mm -hmm. and it was a really a period of uh of uncertainty and I, i'm not you know i'm a hopeful person i i'd had success in the band i'd had success producing music outside of the band writing songs you know have like number one songs on the billboard chart that i wrote and produced so i felt confident but after like audition 100 and nothing, yeah. right? I really started to be like, okay, like this is the script that everyone said was going to come true, that you're going to be successful in this boy band and it's going to last two years and you're done. Mm -hmm. You're going to be on, where are they now? Yeah. You know, whatever happened to, mm -hmm. and um, I had to confront that a lot in myself and say, okay, you can, buy that narrative or you can get your ass up and get out there and pursue what it is you want mm -hmm. to do yeah. and um and that meant like driving from new york from boston to new york sometimes three times a week like i would drive down do an audition drive back home do it again the next day you know and like i had to really just keep taking my lumps mm -hmm. and i would tell myself things like all right, you know, this is like the new kids. We paid a lot of dues in the new kids before we really broke big. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that, but to break that big, you know, after three years of being in the band, you know, who really deserves that level of success right. after three Yeah, did so you I pay that many like, dues? Mm -hmm. This is my karma right here. Like I have to now suffer through this in a way that I didn't quite have to suffer, you know, in the, the climbing it, it's so funny you say that because I think the right. same thing I even wrote down right here I was like paying dues I always felt guilty though I mean it took us a while to get a deal and you know get going no one saw the beginning stages of NSYNC but right. I do feel guilty that it just blew up so quickly and I felt like we didn't pay our dues but then once I chose industries and went to television and film I'm like this is where I'm paying my dues <laughs> this is where I'm finally I'm getting to do that and and I so I totally relate to that uh, but when you when you went over to acting, is it something that you knew, okay, I never want to go back to music again? Is that like, what is your first love of music and, and film? I'm a Leo. So my mm. first love is being at the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't care what I'm doing. Just look at me. If it's yeah. Yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> um, no, but I'm, mm. I, I'm, I, I think it was both. I think it was performing in whatever means was at my disposal. Yeah. If it was me goofing around in the park on a Tuesday afternoon for the six friends of mine and, and the girl that I thought was really cute, you know, from the other high school, right? Um, whatever it was, like, I always was performing, right? So, um, which again, makes it weird because now I'm trying to be an actor and, you know, after, after like audition number 86 for obscure TV show number 27, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you start to, th that enthusiasm, it doesn't wane, but it takes its lumps. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And now instead of like bopping into the audition to the casting room with like 20 other actors standing there all for the same role, mm -hmm. it's like, 
I'm going to sign in and duck down. I know. Right? Because it takes a toll on you. It's like the reasoning sucks. It really is. It's the worst. That became one of my my goals as an actor Mm -hmm. was not to win an Oscar, not to do this, to get to the point where I don't have to audition anymore. Yes, yes. Offer only. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you, I used to... I got it got so intense with auditioning that I would this is going to be a little TMI. So forgive me. We love it. But we love it gets it. so intense for me that I would get like severe anxiety. So mm-hmm. I would go oh, yeah. into the audition. I would sign into the you have to sign in like when you arrived. Mm-hmm. And so there's 10 actors sitting there. You know, you sign your name and I'm like, oh, I know those other three actors. OK, I would be so nervous. I would sign my name, sign my time in, and then look at the casting associate and say, where's the bathroom? Yes, I yeah. need to go drop say, a deuce. Down the hall. <laughs> That's what I, I would, would do, go Jim. in and do the biggest, <laughs> forgive me, diarrhea in the world every single audition. Yeah. Every audition. When yeah. I auditioned for Band of Brothers, yeah. walked in, I signed in, I went into the bathroom stall, and literally my entire colon hit <laughs> out and it was like it's that sounds that yes. like you think it was a joke it was like every bad sound <laughs> i was so nervous i'm going in to read for steven spielberg and tom mm. hanks in the other room when i flushed the toilet and got out i looked to my left and at the sink was tom hanks oh god <laughs> <laughs> you, you okay you okay there and i was like well, you got your Sorry. dream. You got to finally audition in front of Tom. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like what I happened did. to that yeah. thing you do? Yeah, about that <laughs> thing you do. Part in Band of Brothers because he felt so bad for me that he he had to listen to that entire <laughs> disaster. Mad. But I used to mm. get that oh. every single auditions oh, are the same. worst. Like I, I I'm horrible at auditions. Thank God now because of COVID, you do a lot of like Soft send in your own auditions, which oh, I'm yeah. very happy to do. But those live ones, man, and especially when those casting directors are looking at you like they don't give a shit about you, it's it's just so intimidating. I hate it. I hate it. And uh, I I, I got to tell you though, I've directed, yeah. so I've directed Blue Bloods, and I've been on the other side of it for once, and yeah. it does help. It does help to um, be in the casting chair. Mm-hmm. It, it a tremendous empathy for actors. You yeah, know, I see, and and every actor who comes in when I'm uh, reading them for Blue Bloods. They do all the things that I did. They say, sometimes I'd come in and try to lighten the mood with a joke. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd come in and be self-deprecating, like, oh, I'm not going to get the part. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, this is my part. Mm-hmm. I even went into an audition. I actually got the part. I walked in and said to the director, I said, man, there's nothing here. There's not enough for me to do. Just give me the fucking part and I'll make it great. <laughs> no way. Give me the part. But I could have done that 10 other times yeah. and be like, know. get out of here. You got to use that. Uh, yeah, but but being in the casting chair really let me know that that's how all actors feel. Very rarely does an actor come in feeling like, eh, all right, you know, and those ones usually get a lot of work because yeah. they just roll with it so yeah. easily. Yeah. Hey, L.A., Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, DiscoverLA.com is your gateway to everything L.A. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glimpse behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. 
I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a big crime junkie? Because, I mean, I, Blue Bloods, which is on its 75th season right now. Congratulations. <laughs> Basically, I know. Uh, incredible. Still going strong. But then your other show that I think is a season five right now, one of my favorites, Very Scary People. Um, I love true crime. I love oh, shows yes. like this. This is this would be a, the perfect show for me to host because I feel like maybe this doesn't take you long to put all your parts into these episodes and then you're kind of like done. How does that process work? As a host, you, you want you want to host the spinoff? Yes, I'll host the spinoff, Donnie. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk offline. Okay, right, let's I'm, do this. Let's make this happen. Let's go. So, see, this is how. See, this is my audition right here. Yeah, this is yeah, how you audition. That's good. Yeah, yeah good. Audition. He's already a great casting director because he already put me in one of his his videos, Boys in the Band. Wait, so oh, he knows yeah, what he's would, knows what he's talking. I about. would cast you in a heartbeat. And <laughs> let me tell you why. Was and then we'll get back to the crime thing because okay. you just talking to you about this journey of like going from the band and going through these lumps, like you did it, you did it too. You know, you, you put yourself out there and, you know, there's a certain, you know, we, we, when we're young, we're like fighting for respect from everyone else. But as we get older, we realize it's really our own respect that, that we, we really are working for. It's Mm -hmm. really like that you, you quickly said in the middle of one of those conversations, you said like, um, I felt guilt. Like, did I really earn it? Right. Mm. You earned it now. You earned it now. And, and, and I know like, I feel good about my career because, you know, yes, I had a tremendous launching pad of new kids on the block and I love new kids. I love it. I love performing, doing everything with new kids Mm. to this day. I love our fans, like my own family. Um, And I know outside of that, I worked my ass off and took a lot of lumps to get to a point, not to say, I told you so, to be able to say, thank you, you know, thank you for these opportunities. Mm -hmm. Thank you um, for the chance to take those lumps Mm -hmm. and, and to prove myself, not to the world, but to myself that, that the things I dreamed of doing outside of the band, I could actually achieve them if I just kept going. And, and to hear you relating to everything I'm saying, it's like, 
I love that about you. I respect it and admire it. And, you know, there's just from like an outsider point of view and not knowing you like super, super well in the old days, it's like you could have been that guy that was in the band that wanted to go to space and that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you wrote, you rewrote it. You didn't accept mm -hmm. where are they now narrative that could have happened for you. You know, you, you defied it and you kept working and you kept working and even things that may not even seem that substantial to other people, mm -hmm. but they matter to you. They're important mm -hmm. to you. You did them because they were from your heart and yeah. your lungs, right? And and so kudos to you. So yes, you're doing the freaking spin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sorry to make it about you. Sorry, but I, <laughs> I'm I, okay I with want that. to acknowledge that because it's 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 important. And I I love I love this fraternity of boy bands that we have. You yeah. know, yeah, it's so addition great. to new kids, new kids to it's Backstreet, look. Backstreet to In Sync. It's like it's great it's a fun club to be a part of you know and that's why i wanted to start a show like this that we could all kind of get together compare stories yeah. uh, commiserate together but it's it's insane how how many parallels that we did have like together in all of our bands like so many things you would say I'm like yes that's exactly how i felt but no one else will understand that at all so we have a fun little not so secret boy band society that we're creating that's right, right here that's right and the the post boy band even though we're not out of it you know yeah. that society is is that fraternity and society is really wonderful too. Oh, yeah. and just about the true crime i don't even know how i ended up doing this show very mm. scary people other than oh i thought you created this show well yes yes oh. yes but I didn't think I'd be like on the, the I, Nancy Duffy, who's an executive producer, who's like a marvel. She's like one of the great television producers, you know, of in the this space especially. But yeah. she brought the idea for the show to me, and I didn't know that I was the right guy to be involved in it because I I love forensic files. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's my, what we go to bed to every night. Yeah, so good. <laughs> like, oh, Oh my God, especially if you're like traveling or working uh -huh. like, oh, it's great. or whatever. And like, I'm in the hotel on a Tuesday yes. morning. It's, like, it's always oh, on a, it's always on the TV at a hotel. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could watch a hundred episodes in a row. So that was my real um, love affair with true crime. But when I think the combination of, of that fandom of that show and playing a detective on blue bloods, created this world where suddenly I was the right guy to be on screen talking about this. So if you look like from you're that guy from the boy band, you'll always be that guy from the boy band. How are you doing this true crime show? That doesn't make sense. But if you throw Blue Bloods in the middle and the work that I do as Danny Reagan on Blue Bloods, I think that bridges the gap and yeah. makes makes it make sense that I'm, I'm actually um, hosting that show. Yeah. And it's been eye-opening. It's frightening at times mm, it's yeah. it's difficult at times because the subject matter is tough it's 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 heavy yeah. and um it's hard like i go on twitter during blue bloods and i'm like oh i'll tweet with the fans and we get blue bloods trending number one every friday night and the blockheads like rally to everything and make everything like trend mm -hmm. they're just yeah. they're awesome and now i'm like very scary people tonight let's go on twitter and like i'm watching it live tweeting with them i'm like oh this is tough <laughs> i know yeah harsh subject matter yeah. uh, so it's it's a little delicate but it's people love true crime they mm -hmm. love it and and i think my theory of why people love it so much specifically this show and in this thing about serial killers it's i think we don't understand it we don't understand how somebody who could do such things how their brain works mm -hmm. we'll never understand it no. right so the only way we could even possibly get close to understanding is learn as much as we can um, yeah. about it, right? So my my older son, when he was like in third grade, he wanted every Godzilla movie on VHS. He wanted every Godzilla toy and was like, oh, cool, my son loves Godzilla. I love Godzilla. Like I loved Godzilla movies when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And his teacher called me in one day for a meeting and was like, yeah, he doesn't really love Godzilla. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, he's afraid of Godzilla no. and he wants have all the toys so he can understand it and control it if he can play with oh, this toy yeah. it, he won't be afraid that godzilla is going to walk down the yeah. street and his house and i was like oh shit and i think in somewhere in that psychology mm -hmm. is what attracts so many people to true crime it just so true hmm. we don't think the way 
a criminal thinks. We don't think the way a crazy person thinks and we never will. But if we can sort of get some understanding of it, I think, or get a little closer to learning about it, it might help us not fear it quite as much. Right. Or see the signs. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, Your sons are 30 and 21 now, right? Yeah. That's crazy. That is so crazy. (laughs) That is nuts. I mean, look, you're you're 35. Like, you could be his dad. If you like started really young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, listen, a lot of my friends, when I have my, my first son, I think I was 23 wow. or 24. I thought I was, uh, I thought I was a late bloomer. Really? All my friends, and they were like 16. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like my Mississippi so friends. I could have been your dad. Yeah. yeah. My Mississippi friends definitely, you know, they got married early, 21, 22, had kids in their twenties. Now we're having our first kids at 43, 40, well, I was 42, I guess. Uh, yeah, I felt like I'm really a late bloomer. Um, so I kind of, I'm jealous of people like you that got an early start because my body just can't handle a lot of it. And just, <laughs> I just feel old sometimes, but now your sons, do they think dad is cool? How do they, how do they, <laughs> how do they deal with your, your fame? Uh, well, it's, it's, you know, it's yes. I would say my younger son, they're both musicians, by the way. Oh yeah. And both I'm sure are very proud of of me and love, you know, watching the concerts and are very supportive. And at the same time, they're in a whole different league from me. Um, my older son is in a hardcore band. He's not going to want me talking too much about him, so I won't talk too much about him other than to say he's toured the world. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, his shows look really dangerous. There's mosh pits and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> But often he'll come to my concerts and be like, he'll bring all his friends and be like, Dad, that was awesome. That was yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times he'll tell me like he'll he's like, Dad, we opened for this band. It was one of the great hardcore bands of all time. And the singer is this female vocalist. And uh, she came backstage and like I've looked up to her for like 20 years. And she came backstage and said, are you Donnie Wahlberg's son? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was 18, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, so, so I get a lot of cool points in ways that, you know, mm. I don't and my younger son has toured with me his whole life. He used to come on tour and come on stage when he was eight years old. Yeah. Um, he's, they're both so talented. They're musicians. They play. My older son plays guitar and bass. He plays in two different bands. He just got a record deal for his main band. Um, and my younger son has put out two albums since, since like, the lockdowns and COVID like he was stuck upstairs with his friend. He said, you know what? I'm going to make an album. And he's, he's amazing. His band is called Pink Laces, but he's the whole band. He's Ah. the whole thing. And he named it after his favorite um, Nikes, Jordan, Travis Scott, Nikes that have pink shoelaces in them. So that's, he called his band that, and he's a genius. He's working on a new album now and they're proud. And they'll call me on my shit though. If I do Mm -hmm. something dumb, They'll call me out. But if they say they they saw new kids in new edition play on the American Music Awards and, you know, I get like I'll get a heartfelt call about that and be like, sick, sick, dad, like that's like your childhood dream just Mm. came true. It it, like it it did. It really did. I love it. that they care and they pay attention it means a lot i hope our kids think we're cool when they're that age i'm just gonna say i mean they'll think i'm cool all right let's get to some frosted tips right now i got two for you um what advice do you have for people who have many different passions but don't know where to start Hmm. i would say it's easy to be distracted by multiple passions mm-hmm. right you can pull yourself in different directions that i'm so guilty of that oh my gosh okay. yeah, it happens right mm-hmm. that said it's hard to cut off other ones you know because you're you know to just focus on one because you think you know you're you're you care about this too and you might your opportunity may come there i think it if you give them all attention eventually one will rise to the surface right so it's like um when i started trying to act i would audition i would audition i would audition someone come along and say hey do you want to do this reality show and i'd be like i could be really good at that but i'm gonna stay with the acting right Mm -hmm. it's like i could have went back to new kids i could have put out a solo album i could have done a bunch of things and i dabbled in it i would go home from a failed audition and start to work on music Mm -hmm. but eventually 
the signs will show themselves right for the one that you're supposed to do um that and that may then allow the door to open for other things right so when i became successful as an actor it gave me the confidence to get new kids back together mm -hmm. right so it it created a, a platform for me where i could say you know what i'm gonna get back with the band you know i'm gonna do that now um so um i think you it's hard to choose just one like choosing a favorite kid or a favorite mm -hmm. pet or a favorite food right there's it's hard to choose one but i think if you give them all attention eventually the one that's the right one will will reveal itself yeah. and, and the, the doors will start opening when you do lock in on that one yeah what are some tips on keeping a relationship nice and fresh when both of you are like at the peak of your careers and super busy uh well it's it takes work and care yeah. uh you know i i think jenny and i for example are both incredibly busy we're both doing really well and are very fortunate right now and, and incredibly grateful but the relationship comes first the relationship comes first and i think the more we treat the relationship that way the more successful other things become honestly um it's 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 strange and sounds backwards mm -hmm. but um you know people often think like and i thought this for years like when you're in a relationship, there's supposed to be music playing like the soundtrack at the end of the movie mm -hmm. when they fall in love. It's like that music ain't fucking playing. It's yeah. playing on your first <laughs> few dates. That's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you can make it play all the time by putting the care and effort and work into the relationship. And a lot of that work sometimes is on yourself. Right. So it's like if I bring my old ways into this new relationship, and it hasn't worked in the past and other relationships, guess what? It's not going to work. So I have to work on myself to adapt those old ways. And a lot of times we're too prideful to do that. Yeah. But Jenny and I both wanted this relationship to work from day one. We're both crazy about each other and we work incredibly hard. And when we get super busy, we make sure to put ourselves first. If I'm on set shooting the family dinner scene at Blue Bloods and that phone rings and it's her, I'm taking the call. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, I have to step away. Yeah. Right. And, um. You know, we we have to treat that relationship as number one. Mm -hmm. Even when you have kids, you know, kids, for example, you guys you're having kids, you it's important to show your kids what a happy, loving relationship looks yeah. like and and give each other that work, put that care and effort into that because they're learning by watching. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. So, and if it's like, oh yeah, the kids can sleep in the bed till they're 40 and yeah. we'll sleep on the edges, it's like that's what they're going to grow up and do. And, and, you know, but you put your partner first, they're going to watch that and they're going to learn and they're going to say, Oh, I'm supposed to put my partner first. Yeah. And that's a big, big thing for both of us. So our kids can watch and see what a healthy, successful relationship. Yeah, that, like. that is great. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
could just be a me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to leave you here with some fan questions because we love our listeners out there and they love you. So, Turkey, what's the first fan question? All right, the first one is from... Ninyadla, she wants to know, how do you work so many hours in a day and maintain your energy level? Oh, yeah. You have a lot of energy. What do you do? <laughs> oh, it's a uh, Red, Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> it gives you wings. It's true. Listen. You know, um, I just did uh, God, I just did some of Red Bull. It's their marathon that they're about to do, and I'm kind of the catch car behind them. Um, but they just showed me their new flavors. They have a coconut one that is good it tastes like you're drinking a pina colada which is like my drink when i'm on vacation and there's a sugar-free version of it too so yeah i love some red flavored red bulls for the wind the, yeah the, and lime one oh my god it tastes like a slush puppy mm-hmm. from back in the day. or the oh, yellow one mm-hmm. i love a yellow, yellow one, one listen i can't go out now mm-hmm. unless i drink red bulls like there's just yeah. no way i can do it at night yeah you're a vodka you're just like that 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 white girl from <laughs> 2002 exactly give vodka me a vodka red, red bull, red bull. Yeah. thanks <laughs> I, I, I must be the same because that's yeah. Alex. <laughs> but i'll say um i will say though one thing like that red bull ain't gonna do it uh to carry me through all this stuff but i i'm incredibly grateful and i work on reminding myself to be grateful every yeah. single day mm-hmm. so it's, it, it's so easy to wake up and Sometimes you have a dream and you wake up in the middle of it and it's a bad dream and it haunts you like all day. You're in this weird mood because of it. Sometimes you wake up and you're backwards. Sometimes you wake up and you got bills and you have concerns. Um, I wake up every day and feel anxiety and and things that many, many people feel um, just stop myself. And it doesn't matter how successful you become it doesn't matter that shit stays with you right and it's i've had to learn over the years to work at getting up and getting still and finding gratitude Mm -hmm. in right if i am away from my wife for the fourth month in a row because she's taping and i'm taping it's like well i'm grateful that i have that they invented phones so i can call her in facetime like i find gratitude in everything i can and even in loss you know i i lose a loved one I try to focus on 
being grateful for the times I had rather than what I'm going to miss. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just in everything I do. I just try to find gratitude. And once I connect to gratitude, I'm like, I just float through the day yeah. with joy and, and everything becomes more fun and much easier. Yeah. It seems so simple, but so hard to do at the same time. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And sometimes we're in a shit mood and we have no reason, no understanding of why, why it is. And it's usually probably something in the future or in the past or something our ego is tapping us on the shoulder about that's complete bullshit that we don't yeah. really have to worry about. Yeah. We're here. We're eating. We're walking the planet. We we've been through a lot. Every person who's here today on this planet has survived a ton of awful shit mm-hmm. and they're still here. And if we can tune into that, yeah. you know, we'll know that we'll get through this next awful shit, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever may come. And, uh, and and we can get through it a little easier if we can find gratitude. Yeah. Uh, Photo 14 wants to know, if you could do one thing you have never done, what would it be? I think I, I'd love to know how to fly a plane. Yeah. But that one takes too much work. So yeah. I'd, <laughs> like to, I'd love to jump out of an airplane and, and parachute. Oh, I've you haven't done that? That seems like done. something that you would have already done by now. I bungee jumped a lot. I did a yeah. bunch of kooky stuff, but I used to, used to jump off cliffs with no parachute into water uh-huh. a lot. Uh-huh. I never jumped out of an airplane. It's so, oh, it's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's one of the best feelings ever. When you land, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the most <laughs> exhilarating thing ever. Oh, I can only imagine. Now that I have kids, I don't know if I'll do it now, but yeah, before kids, I'd just, I'd throw myself off any building. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that's probably one I'd like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what groups or solo acts would you uh, would yeah. be your ultimate mixtape tour dream? This is from Cool Beans Mitch. Cool Beans Mitch. Um, I would say I would say New Kids and New Edition, but I don't think that's a a mixtape tour. I, yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, the both mixtape lineups that we had were amazing. Um, it's really hard to say until we're putting it together. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to get, I'd say Belle Biv DeVoe, Vanilla Ice, only because Ice Ice Baby. It's just, oh yeah. On. That was our um, formative years right there. What about Candy's group? Uh, there's, what are the, what's the oh. new Bravo show that they're bringing back to? Oh, Escape and SWV. Yeah, Escape or SWV. That could be we good. almost toured. We toured with TLC. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say nothing about SWB, but I do mm-hmm. have a song, a new kid song, that there's a female group part in it and that I'm going to be reaching out to them. So, oh, okay. okay. But if they end up doing it, SWB would definitely be nice. amazing. Nice. Um, and Escape too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's girl groups and boy groups together is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet. Like touring with In Vogue this last tour, like oh, that's amazing! So fun. The energy was just so amazing. So you know, whether it's the the Spice Girls or whomever, like that energy always just works. Yeah. It just it's feeding the girl power in the audience because mm-hmm. we have commonly female fans. It's just pretty electric yeah. when that happens. All right, Miss Jane YC oh, yes. asks, "What would Jenny say is your best and worst trait?" Jennifer. <laughs> She's like, oh, how long do we have? <laughs> I'm going to try to answer, but I'm going to FaceTime her and see what she, okay. she, she She's going to say I don't have a worse trait. <laughs> That's a good wife. Good wife. Jennifer, are you there? Hi. Uh, <laughs> Michael want to know what my best and worst trait is. Give I can't answer. That, in your opinion. That is your capacity love. My capacity to love. And, and your worst trait are your long toenails. <laughs> God. She just called you out. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Oh, Donna, you got to go on the okay, pedicure There's a train. story. There's a story. All right, let's hear the story. The what story? about these long toenails? All right. So I love to get pedicures with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. When I come home, we go to our favorite place. Yeah. yeah. We go, we get our, we get our pedicure. It's our new thing too. Just in the last two years, we're like, we love getting a pedicure. Like, it's just, it's you best. gotta take care of your feet. You got it. It's the best. It's actually, we both everything. have long toenails now. Yeah, I know. We gotta get to it. Because <laughs> well, we're waiting thing. to go so, back. Yeah. So this is the thing. 
I we went and got a pedicure in December when I was home for Christmas break. Then I had to go back to Blue Bloods from excuse me, January 3rd to like uh, March 25th. So in those three months, I let my toenails go so I could come back and enjoy the pedicure, right? Yes. That's literally <laughs> what I, we're dealing with right now. Yes, I, like, I refuse go. to cut them because I'm like, they're going to cut them. Yeah, <laughs> I want them to cut them. It's like, Same. what's the point of going and getting a pedicure if I already cut all the nails? I know. So I let them grow and they literally curl over <laughs> the end of my toe. And so every day getting ready, when I wake up for Blue Bloods, now I got to get dressed and put on my own socks. Then I get to Blue Bloods, got to take off my, put on the Blue Blood socks, then do that. <laughs> so four times a day, I'm putting socks on them. But I got to like curl my toes so I don't rip the nails. Uh, nails, pull them back. <laughs> but there was nothing like coming home. I, I literally wrapped for the season a week ago. I said, Jenny, look, my toenails look like orange talons from hell. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And I was so happy when I went to the uh, pedicure place. I feel bad that the you... nail lady was not happy. Yeah, yeah, of course. She laughed at me, so she got a good laugh at me. But it. Yeah, my toenails. Yeah, I love it. I we love can, it. We can do you relate. get color? Do you put some color on it? <laughs> no. Oh, see, no, we I... do. We love choosing different colors, especially in the summertime. Like, boom. I know I have blue toenails right now. I know I have to get it done because it's like they've, yeah, like they've the turned into like a French manicure yeah. now. Just at the tips is color and the rest is grown out. I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I got to play a detective. Like, I, yeah. if I ever get a manicure, it's like I, 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 I don't even like to buff it because mm -hmm. it gets shiny. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I gotta look rough. Exactly. All right. Before I let <laughs> so you go, funny. what do you uh, what do we have to binge on TV these days? Yeah, what are you watching? Blue Bloods. Uh okay. Well, we watched uh White Lotus. It's yeah, a little yes, late now, of course. but loved Love it. it. Um so good. Right now we're watching the jury. What's that? Yeah. I don't think I know the jury. But you haven't seen no, this. We no, we haven't seen it, but it's a, it's a yeah, it's Wait, a show. was this with Brian Cranston? James Marsden. Oh, James, oh, James Marsden. Marsden. Oh, we yes. love James Marsden. Yeah. It, I like it. it. Looks, I just we, saw a thing of it the other day. It looks so good. It's like a Yeah, so here's the thing. It's floating around TikTok and, and Instagram. Yes, that's uh, where I saw it. So there's a reel floating around where this guy is at jury duty and he stands up and says something crazy, why he shouldn't be on jury duty. And like he points to a guy in the courtroom and says, he told me to say it. And, and it's like, what am I watching here? And it turns out it's a non-scripted show where there's a jury duty of a crime that isn't real, of a courtroom that isn't real, with a judge. Every single person is an actor except one person. Ah. It's so funny. And, and the one person becomes the jury foreman and thinks all this shit is real. He thinks the trial's real. You need to watch this. That sounds yeah. amazing. It's hilarious. I've seen a few clips of it and it looks, it's like you're watching an episode of like The Office. That's how it's kind of shot, but like one person's not in on it. I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, one guy's not in on it. And and James Marsden is, yes. he's a juror, but he doesn't want to be. He's like, I'm an actor. I'm me. I'm famous. I can't. I got. I'm up so for this big fun. movie. He never says what the movie is, but it's supposed to be like a Tarantino movie or something. Mm. He's um, pretending that he's playing himself, yeah. pretending that he's like reading for a movie, and like so he's like, now he's like it's a western. So he's like now he's walking around in character, like <laughs> middle of the I'm period. method acting. I'm method acting. Hey y'all, yeah. let's go have a beer, right? So he's like, it's so outrageous, <laughs> and the the cast. It's so good. They're all like unknown, but they're really funny. They're and so I'm like, good. Stay in character. They're in character like all day long. All it's out there. It's really out there, but it's really fun. All right, that one's going right to the top of the list. That yeah. sounds amazing. And then what movie? You're gonna love it or hate it, but Unordered, Jenny and I, we love, I, will I love it. it. We love every television show out there. <laughs> uh, all right, what movie do we need to watch right now? What's going on? <laughs> what's, what's going well, on? This, I I didn't see it. But I want to see it, Spinning Gold, which is about Casablanca Records. Okay. Um, so it's like that label became massive in the 70s with like uh, Kiss, mm -hmm. um, I think Donna Summer, like all these bands and stuff became super huge on this label. And I think like the movie came out like a few days ago and it already fizzled out. Like, I guess it was a total box office flop. But 
that music was such a time in my life that yeah. I'm desperate to see it. So it's not, I haven't had time to go to a theater. It's not streaming yet. Mm. So, but I guess it, it flopped. So it's going to be on streaming really fast because it's not going to be in the theaters anymore. All right. Well, we'll look out for that. Oh, one spinning for sure. Gold is called. Spinning Gold. Spinning Gold. Okay. I love it. I love it. I don't know what other movies I've watched. I, I did watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was the first R-rated movie I ever saw and it still sticks with me today. Yeah. I've seen it about 20 times, yeah. but not in the last 15 years. Does it so. hold up? It holds up. Yeah, it yeah. still does. Those it's so freaky yeah. the way they shot it. But I got to tell you, the first time Leatherface pops up and does what he does, I turned it off. Yeah. Something changed in me. I got it's a little true. Like, it, it's kind of upsetting. It kind of makes me a little sick. Like, yeah. it, cause it was it's so really troublesome. Yeah. It's just so like gratuitously like i'm just gonna murder these people there's not even any you know that it's just like it gives you like a yeah. bit in your stomach oh i yeah, gotta go rewatch that because that one that one definitely stuck with me for a long time and yeah now now directors are trying to make their films look like that because it does it, it makes it creepier when it feels that and there was something with like the original oh, too it's like with half the killing is just like in the middle of the, the middle of the day so it's just like you're usually like, you know, ready if it's nighttime, it's going to be creepy. But no, they're just killing the you heat. in the middle of the d daylight when you think you're supposed to be safe. Not, it's, yeah. Yeah. Nah. I shouldn't have watched it. It did, <laughs> did bother me. It's, it's, it's kind of haunting me. Well, on that note, Donnie, thank you so much for joining us on Frosted Tips. Uh, you are an amazing man, yes. amazing father, uh, amazing husband. And uh, I love I love everything that you do. You've been so good to me. And um, yeah. I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. How can everyone yeah. stay in touch with you? Uh, Instagram at Donnie Wahlberg, Twitter at Donnie Wahlberg, and everyone can find me. I'm so easy to find. Uh, You're everywhere. You're I, everywhere. You know I, I tell you of all the gratitude we talked about on this podcast and all the stuff, it's like the greatest gratitude I have on this planet is for the blockheads. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're just a godsend and they give and give and give and give and give. And um, they're just like watching the evolution of them from those screaming girls and guys. We have a lot of guy blockheads now, um, yourself included. Thank you. Um, <laughs> to watch the evolution of them and to see how the amazing the adults they've turned into when everyone just wrote them off as being crazy little girls and mm -hmm don't know anything to see how just awesome they are after all these years and look who's laughing now oh yeah. my god you know they're they're like they're calling the shots now yeah. on top of all that it's like like i friendly with the editor of people magazine she's a blockhead she's Isn't like that funny we say that all the time all the time yeah it's yeah. like oh we're finally the age where our peers are now running everything like this is great yeah, yeah. finally finally getting some good jobs um all right donnie thank you so much we'll be talking about your little spinoff there because very scary people is one of our favorite shows which we have to like binge this last season um but thank you so much for being on the show i can't wait to see you again it was my pleasure and thank you guys for having me and you're hired let's right. do this Woohoo! you heard it here first <laughs> all right buddy love you we'll see you later <laughs> Bye. oh donnie Wahlberg. he uh I mean, look, I, I'm not supposed to have favorites, right? But he's just the nicest. He's always been so supportive of everything always. I've done. He has. Um, and just, and he makes you feel good. Like he, he, he like validates you. Yeah, and just everything <laughs> he said. Like, like you know, he has the reputation of like the tough one in the group, yeah. but he's just the nicest and just a smart guy and mm -hmm. has so much like, good insight. I felt like it was like a, we're at a life coaching session. I feel like I was in therapy. Yeah, it was like a TED talk. Like I was like, wow, you're right. Yeah, yes. yeah you're right. Like yeah. I should just look for the gratitude in every day. It's true. For and every it's so moment hard to like, because I always to break out of it. There's things, these words that I repeat all throughout the day just to cut, like remind you, remind you. And the one is like humble, kindness, forgiveness, you know, those type of words. But I need to add that word into it. You know, gratitude. gratitude. Focus on all the good. Yeah. And we have gratitude. Like we yes. write on our mirror and that type of stuff, like some gratitude. But yeah, but when you're feeling upset and you're feeling uh, about something, it's always, it, I do this. It's the, one, the only thing that really helps me is like you focus on all the amazing things you do have and you're like, well, in comparison, is this really that much of an issue? You yeah. Know? And it's so much easier to get over. Yep, yep, yep. We'll go follow him on all, all his uh, social media accounts. Donnie Wahlberg. Because he's a good one. We love our Donnie. Um, and I guess that's all the show we have for you. I feel like there was something else I needed to talk. Oh, yeah, we have reviews. All right, guys, uh, before I let you go, I told you we've, we've teased it before, but I'm going to read some of your reviews. Uh, and then 
we're going to vote on which one we like. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is from, uh, doesn't say. Oh, yeah. Oh, just love this pot podcast at work. Uh, I love listening to this podcast at work. Curps my day quick, Joe Ever. Does Turchy, that's what it says that. Yeah, it Curps does. my day quick, Joe Ever. I think they mean to say, keeps my day quick, however. Okay. Does Turkey Turchin get bored? He hardly talks. I only hardly talk on the interviews because um, I, I don't really know the person and Lance is uh I know it's hard going. because, yeah, I have such a bond with so many of these people that we're just we're literally like talking like we're talking. I know. It's hard couch. to like jump in and we have like a list of things to talk about and then but like we could jump, jump over. In. You can interrupt us. I don't care. I, I Yeah. You I talk sure? too much. I gonna, do. You're not going to pinch me after? I will not pinch Say, you. don't embarrass me in front of my <laughs> listeners ever again, Michael. Julie Jackson says, extra stars for the curse words. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. We got we got a one-star review in the past because we, we said damn or something, <laughs> and we had to put you know the explicit on there, and so they gave it one he star. He said damn. <laughs> but this person gave us those extra stars You're for welcome. cursing. I'm going to feud. Hot damn. Okay. Thank you. Mary Beth 2007, you said, Mondays, my start to the work week, have always dragged until Lance and Turkey have graciously decided to make my morning commute fun. I love listening to this podcast every week, and I'm learning all sorts of things about 90s boy bands I have never known. Oh. It feels like I'm right there in the conversation with Lance Turkey and the guest of the week. I feel like we've all become besties. Oh, we have, guys. Yes, we, have. we really are. Please continue this podcast until I retire many years from now so I can keep enjoying an entertaining drive to work. Thanks so much for your effort in making every Monday enjoyable for me. Love, MB. P.S. A show needs to be pitched at Bravo called Real Boy Bands, similar to Real Housewives. If Lance were to be the cast in the show, uh, what would his tagline oh, be? I would love that show. You know, we used to have taglines. Like, we'd always pretend we were going to yeah, go Housewives. Housewives. And, oh, um, oh yeah. I know mine. I know mine. Hold on. It's, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Oh, I, I remember it. What is it? I may have been in a boy band, but I can assure you I'm all man. That's it. That's it. What do you think about that, Mary Beth? What do you think? Uh, this one says, uh, I would give six stars if I could. Uh, I love everything about the show Turkey. I tried to give you six stars, but it wouldn't let me. Oh, oh thank you. That is not If you hear uh, a chorus in the background, it's our shrieking babies, by they're, the way. Yeah, that's, that's our babies. We're teaching them harmonies. Yeah, we are. And they're trying to get, they're trying to rate review uh, right now with their voices. <laughs> All right. This is from uh, Alt Raleigh. This is an interesting episode. This is the Ashley Parker Angel episode. I'm not familiar with O-Town. I am particular about what music I listen to. The only boy bands I like are NSYNC with an I, by the way, oh, uh, and Backstreet Boys. I think they're more talented and have better songs than NKOTB. We just had Donnie on. How dare you? Oh, How dare and you? And they give you four stars. Us, four stars. But I mean, I'm going to agree because I like our music. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then us millennials have been through it. And honestly, this podcast is a little pocket of joy. Thank you, Lance, for bringing this to us. Now, please, I speak for all of us make the secret union tour happen okay i'm gonna i'm gonna that was right lisa now. argallo okay and then our last one here heartbreak equal mended lance broke my little hetero heart in my childhood now that we're both married and moved on i don't know that i'd be able to live without his frosted tips my 90s heart needed all of this boy band nostalgia love you in turkey so much oh that's Aww, very sweet love you too all right so which one of these are we going to give a special shout out who won um wow I mean, I might have to go to Mary Beth because that was a long one. I mean, she wrote a small novel. A small novel, which I appreciate. And she let me reveal my housewife tagline. That's right. So, Mary Beth, congratulations. Shout out to you uh, for the best review of the week. All right, guys, that is all the show I have for you. Again, you can review and subscribe and all that fun stuff wherever you get your podcast. Please do it. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Our TikTok, I... It's like doing. Really it's blowing well. up. It's, yeah. Y'all, it's blowing up. Yeah, all y'all are really liking the TikTok. So TikTok, Instagram, DM us there uh, for all your questions uh, and uh, for the guest or for us or giving us some good tips, yeah. like baby tips on Please how give to us uh, tips. Uh, keep a baby in a crib. Because oh, as of last night, both of our kids are plopping out of their crib. Yep. Um, so we don't know what we're gonna do. We tried. We, we tried sure doing don't. it just. A big boy bed, big girl bed didn't happen we because tried last night. he was hitting her upside the head I with know. the bottle all night. He was abusing his sister. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. This parenting thing is a lot, guys. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're figuring <laughs> out. I think we're gonna get those little it's sleep sacks so hard. where they yeah. can't lift their leg over. So hopefully that works. It's literally the only thing we can do. I know. All right, guys, be good to each other. Don't drink and drive. Take care of those animals, and remember always stay frosted. 
Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance. And Michael Turgenart. And at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real L.A. gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Black Effect presents Family Therapy and I'm your host Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner David David he is a leader he just don't want to leave me But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.